0: Miracy.
1: When you're kind of touching base a little bit every day, the client feels really, really held, and there's a high level of accountability, but the time spent by the nutritionist is minimal.
0: Hello and welcome to CourseLab, the show that teaches course creators like you how to make better online courses. I'm Danny Eaney, the founder and CEO here at Miracy, and I'm here with my co-host, Abe Crystal, the co-founder of Rizuku. In each episode of this show, we really showcase a course and course creator who is doing something really interesting with their course. Our guest today is Jill Cruz. Jill is a board-certified nutrition specialist. She coaches women to lose weight in a sustainable and enjoyable way without feeling deprived. Jill, welcome to Course Lab.
1: Hi, Danny. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So, Jill, you and I have known each other for a very long time, but for the benefit of everyone who hasn't had that pleasure, who are you? What do you do? How did you come to be doing it? Uh, it? Give us the whole story.
1: Okay, So right now, I am a nutritionist, a board-certified nutritionist, and I work with women over 40 who are looking to lose weight. They're sick of uh, yo-yo dieting, and they're looking for a sustainable, healthy, dare I say even pleasurable way to continue on their weight loss journey. So uh my background is I worked for about eight years as a functional medicine nutritionist in a very interesting practice where we had a, a lot of very complex cases. The thing is that I actually went to nutrition school to help. I, what I really wanted to do was help people lose weight. And somehow I found myself working in a practice helping people who had Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and a lot of really complicated neurological conditions. It wasn't really what I wanted to do, but I was learning a lot. And the thing was that I myself had an issue with eating. I actually had a 15-year-long nighttime eating addiction. So throughout those years that I was working with people with chronic illness. I felt like it was disingenuous for me to start to go out and try to help people lose weight when I myself had this nighttime eating habit. So uh, as the years went on and I learned all of these wonderful things, I figured out how to get rid of my own eating habit, the bad eating disorder. Then I was finally able to kind of branch out away from this functional medicine practice and into my own practice. I guess the whole point was that I had to feel comfortable being able to help people with their nighttime or daytime eating habits. I had to feel comfortable with it myself first. And the course was really what broke the ground for me in that I was, the whole course, it was called Food Boss, actually. (laughs) And it was all about how to build new habits and break those cravings and all of the stuff that I had to do for myself.
0: And has the course been exactly the same since the very beginning when you imagined it in 2018, or has it evolved over the last several years?
1: It has definitely evolved. The great thing was that I was successful with that first iteration, my pilot, which was an eight week course where I would meet weekly with the group. And, uh, you know, we would meet as a group and they would have homework, and there was no one on one. Uh, interaction. It was all group-based. And after that first iteration, and I was very happy because I was able to fill that course the first time around, which was like, oh, okay, I can do this. But then I proceeded to iterate it, I don't know, I want to say maybe six, seven, eight times over the years. (laughs) So it definitely has morphed. And what it is now, the big transition was that I realized that I couldn't really help people successfully lose weight. The course was eight weeks and it just wasn't enough time. So once I figured that out, I really, really made some big changes.
0: So what does the course look like today?
1: It is actually a six-month course, if you can believe it. <laughs> and I was a little bit nervous about having such a long course, wondering if people would be able to commit to such a time frame but uh it seems to be just the right amount of time actually so the content that was in the original food boss program that was 8 weeks i took all of that content and i kind of stretched it out because it was just too much information in a in in not enough time so i didn't really have to add a whole lot of content I just kind of took what I was doing and said, all right, I think people need more time to adopt these habits and to implement these changes. So now I have all of that content on a particular platform and clients are asked to go in every week. There are modules and they watch a couple of videos, maybe about five to 15 minutes worth of videos. And then they meet with a coach once a week. So there's no group work, there's only one-on-one work with the coach or nutritionist. And that and that person is not me right now. I actually have two nutritionists who work for me who deliver the content.
0: So tell us about how you were able to make that work. That that step of providing one-on-one support, but not having it you being the person providing that support, that's a big hurdle for a lot of course creators. So what are the qualifications of the people that you needed in order to do this? How do you structure the work relationships with them? How do you, how do you make the math work with the whole course? Um, talk us through all that.
1: So the first thing I want to say about it is that, I, and I think this is really interesting for anybody who's doing coaching or feels like they have the solutions to big problems, is that I realized that I had a process. I had created a process between my one-on-one work with my clients who were not in the the course and all of the content that I had stuffed into those eight weeks (laughs) that I had developed a process, a journey that I could take people on. So the cool thing about having all of that content in a six-month program is that I know the process that people need to go through in order to lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way, at least, at least as far as I'm concerned, how one should do it. And there's a lot of flexibility built into it. I just felt like these are really important things that anybody on their weight loss journey should know this. And so I created a journey in the course that now, I don't want to say anybody could deliver it in terms of the coaching, but I do hire uh, board certified nutritionists like me. And I usually, the people who have worked for me have always been kind of newer to the field. The coach has to have a certain amount of knowledge, has to be personable, has to understand how to coach. But as long as they take the client through this pre, you know, this sort of prescribed journey, they will be successful. So, you know, that makes it a little bit, you know, better in terms of what it costs me to pay them and deliver the cost and all of, uh, deliver the course. It's a little bit more affordable because I'm not hiring (laughs) well-seasoned nutritionists. They're relatively new. So that kind of helps in terms of the cost for me. I find people through my network and they have to be good. They have to be smart and dedicated and passionate. But as long as they follow the content, the people do reach the results that they're looking for.
0: And if you look at the total price of the course... How much of that revenue do you allocate to kind of paying for that cost of fulfillment with the coaches?
1: Yeah. So right now I charge, if a person pays in full for the six months, it's $2,400. If they pay monthly, it's $500 a month. So if we go by the paid in full costs, which is $2,400, I pay the nutritionist $800 for her work. And the work is Pretty simple. She spends 30 minutes a week with the client one on one. And then she also has to monitor their food diary. And, you know, how do you coach people who need a lot of accountability without spending a lot of time as a coach? (laughs) That was like a big question that I had. And so building in all of the content on the program and then also the coach. Is monitoring. So it takes her probably two to three minutes a day to go and look at the person's diary. And then she may make some comments right there on the food diary. She may also send audio, like I recommend doing a little audio because sometimes, or we'll do Loom videos. So sometimes it takes you 15 minutes to create an email that you could spend, you know, do a one minute audio, right? So I encourage them to go on to the, to the, platform where the the client is entering their diet and make comments pretty much on a daily basis. Or sometimes that's in the form of a loom video or an audio. But the point is that when you're kind of touching base a little bit every day, the client feels really, really held and there's a high level of accountability, but the time spent by the nutritionist is minimal. So, that way, I'm able to say to my nutritionist, "Look, this is gonna be about two and a half hours a month of work for you or three hours max. So it keeps my cost down in terms of paying the coach
2: so I mean it sounds like a really powerful and supportive structure. What are like the challenges you've encountered or problems you've had to solve along the way like where have you found?" participants getting, you know, stuck or needing additional support or what were the things that you tried early on that, that you had to change or improve over time?
1: Well, definitely in the beginning, I underestimated the amount of time that the nutritionist would spend offline. So, you know, in the beginning they were commuting through email and I found, well, why, why are we going onto another platform? Let's communicate via the diet app. And instead of writing out these long messages, let's just record a, a Loom video or an audio and, and cut your time. It seems to be working. It seems to be very efficient now. So that was definitely a little bit of a hurdle. Sometimes clients are complicated. So this is another piece too, which is interesting. The Because it's a little bit more of a high ticket item, in order for a client to sign up for this program, they have to spend time on a call with me. So I'm the gatekeeper, so to speak. I'm interviewing them. They're interviewing me. Of course, I want to sell them into the course, but only if it's the right course for them, if it's the right program for them. And we're trying to keep it really simple on the nutritionist's end, which means we can't have people who have a lot of complicated conditions. So a couple of people have have filtered in where I didn't do the screening as thoroughly as maybe I should have. <laughs> and so then there's a little bit of extra time on my part where I have to make sure that the client's needs are being met. But I really don't want to put that on the nutritionist. From what you've
2: described, like a, a lot of what you're doing is really, it sounds like kind of scalable coaching, you know, more than a, a course as people might traditionally think of it. Are So, and in, in what have you found to be most effective in terms of the actual Sort of course or learning component in terms of structure and, and content that you're delivering to people and guiding them through a process. What's worked best there?
1: Well, definitely video. I mean, I can't even imagine delivering a course without video. I just, I just made a bunch of videos, and there some of them have slides, some of them don't. I try to keep the videos really short. So if I know that it's going to take me 15 minutes to convey the content for module 5, let's say, I'm going to break that up into three or four videos. Having, you know, any kind of document resources are on there, you know, they they can book their calls with the coach right through the platform. That's been really helpful. I think also just the the way that we communicate is really important. I don't do quizzes, I don't do you know, like when I did the food course and we were a group, I would have them do like a completion quiz checklist kind of thing. So I don't really do, you know, I don't do games and <laughs> I, I would like to do that, but it was, it, it was enough just to get all the content up there for six months. So, <laughs> but I think some of that stuff could be, could be fun, but really, you know, in my opinion, I mean, it depends on what the course is about, right? Like, weight loss is, is really about motivation and, and accountability. So I, that's why I moved away from the group thing. Cause I think people really need to feel like they're accountable to a person who's like, Hey, you did this, or you didn't do that. And, um, I think that's the most valuable, but I don't think that I could ever sit down to a nutritionist and say, hey, you know, we don't have a platform, but I just want you to help these. This is my process. Like, how would I ever explain that to someone? (laughs) It's not possible. So the the course or the program really carries the nutritionist through. So I think if you have good content and you have accountability, I don't know if you need all the bells and whistles, but that's maybe just for weight loss. I, I can't speak to, you know, other courses
0: really. Jill, what's the next iteration that you are considering?
1: Well, that's a good question, Danny. Right now, I am just really, really hyper focused on on just getting more. I have two people, two nutritionists, working for me, so I am really just focusing on building it, getting more people through the program. You know, one idea was to actually create an app platform so that I could have the course on the platform and then have the food diary there. I know that's a big uh, investment, but, you know, I'm super happy with the way it is now.
0: Awesome. Very cool. I don't have any other questions. Awesome. Jill, this was great. Nice work. Thank you. Um, I'll do the readout. Okay. Jill Cruz is a board-certified nutrition specialist. She coaches women to lose weight in a sustainable and enjoyable way without feeling deprived. You can find her at win That's winweightloss.com. Win, now stick around for my favorite part of the show where Abe and I will pull out the very best insights and practical takeaways for you to take and apply to your own course. Let's debrief. Abe, hey, what jumped out to you?
2: So I think uh, Jill's course or program goes beyond the boundaries of what people might think of in their, their mental model of a course, which is a, a theme we've touched on before. It's really a, a leveraged coaching program that uses a combination of, of structured content, like a course, but also some really creative implementation of coaching to help move people toward their goals I mean, to me, what she's done really well is, A, understand the domain. So understanding that for people who wanting to lose weight and get healthier, it's not about just giving them a lot more information. In fact, they probably already know a lot of the things they need to do. It's really helping them do it, helping them stay accountable and, and make progress day to day and week to week. And she's very creative in, in how she's managed to scale that. You know, I think a lot of people who have expertise in coaching, they might think like, well, yeah, I could provide all this support to my clients where I give them a course and, and then I have weekly coaching sessions with and so on. But then it, w- it would just, you know, max out, cap out at a certain number of, of clients. I, you know, I really can't do anything beyond that simple model. Whereas Jill came up with this way to basically have coaches working under her or, you know, in implementing her program with clients that works really well right like her clients are not losing anything in the experience because they're not working directly with her the coaches are you know carefully vetted and uh, they know how to use her system to help her clients get results so it, it really shows that it's possible to scale and to serve more people while maintaining a very high level of, of support
0: I agree and I mean to the first point that you made you know People sometimes ask me, you know, Danny, what's the difference between a coach and a consultant and a teacher or an instructor? And the way I think about it is it depends how good they are, right? I think a lousy coach and a lousy consultant and a lousy teacher are very different. Like, they're lousy in very different ways. But a really good coach and a really good consultant and a really good teacher will often kind of converge in this middle point because delivering transformation, whatever the primary modality is – will lean on these other things too. And so if you're doing it really well, there is this blurry area where it's like, you know, is it a course with a coaching component or is it a coaching program with a course component, right? If you're doing it really well, it can kind of meet in the middle in that way. And Jill did a really interesting job of laying that out and also focusing on kind of first, what's the content layer where she started with her very first food boss program for eight weeks. And then, what is the coaching that it takes to help people actually internalize and implement it and see behavior change and results, which took the stretching out over six months, but also took the both the added layer of how to do the coaching and then this really laser-focused attention to optimizing and streamlining the process. So working inside of the app that they use for tracking and then having the communication be done through, through audio and video with Loom and and really kind of zeroing in on and paying attention to what are the areas where, you know, here's an exception that might kind of make it problematic. So refining the content and smoothing it out. And also making sure the intake process is selective so that the people who are coming into the program are the people who can be well served by this by this streamlined process. I thought that was really impressive.
2: It seems that she also did a good job of understanding how her clients want to interact and communicate with her and her coaches, and like shaping the technology she uses to align with that rather than forcing them to use a specific system that might not be as effective. So she, you know, discovered through it seems like some experimentation and trial and error, that she really needed clients to be tracking um, their diet in an app to stay on top of it and then also that if her coaches could communicate directly through that app and send you know video and audio messages rather than text then people would be you know a lot more engaged and feel a lot more supported by those messages so the process in you know of iterating to get to that really effective method of communication and support seems like it was an important you know piece of why people were getting results with the program as opposed to you know, just going through some weight loss content and then kind of losing momentum.
0: I also really appreciated the kind of back end business logic attention to the details, right? You know, there are people who are creating courses and there are people who are creating online course businesses. And Jill is very clearly in the latter camp, right? It's not just, I want to have this cool course and then I'll hope for the best, but in order to provide meaningful, effective, impactful, and scalable support and, and do it in a way that's cost effective, you need to know your numbers. And so I really appreciated the digging into, okay, so I'm, you know, I'm looking at $2,400 of revenue per client per student, a little more if they're on the payment plan, but then there's, you know, going to be some attrition. So let's call it $2,400. Um, I can allocate about a third of that to fulfillment, which is a good best practice, you know, rule of thumb, you take your, your top line revenue, a third of it goes to contribution profit, a, co- a third of it goes to Um, customer acquisition. And the last third goes to fulfillment. So I've got $800. And then looking at, well, how can I use those $800 to actually get a quality coaching and support experience? And we streamline it so we can get really good traction through all of that. Um, I I thought that was really impressive and really valuable that she opened the book so our listeners could kind of get a sense of what the actual math looks like in in a well-functioning online course business.
2: It also shows that you can have a high value, high price point course in any domain, right? There's, you know, thousands of, of free weight loss videos on YouTube. There's $17 dollars u courses, you know, on weight loss, but that's not stopping her from having a super successful $2,400 uh, program in the same uh, niche. So just, you know, good reminder and encouragement for everyone that no matter what you do or or you know how you're supporting your clients or what domain you're in, you can create a premium, high value program. You know if, if you're providing results for people,
0: that's a really good point. And weight loss is a notoriously commoditized and saturated market. So you know if you can do it there, you can do it just about anywhere. Yeah, I also liked the this idea that okay, so it was originally eight weeks and it it became six months, and there was a bit of a concern around you know will people have that patience that attention span you know we we imagine we're living in this like you know goldfish attention span you know instant gratification environment but people were perfectly fine and happy with it and i would even posit that there is a a dimension of added credibility right because if if i want to lose weight in in a meaningful way you know there's only so much weight loss you can expect to experience in in 2 months in 8 weeks and that's that's all i've got I mean, not that that's a little. That's that's a lot. But <laughs> do you have uh, do you have anything else you wanted to uh, to point to? No, that, that's good. I think that was that
2: was quite thorough as these debriefs go. All
0: right. So, do you want to do the readout?
2: Course Lab is a Miracy FM original production. Thank you for listening to Course Lab. I'm Abe Crystal, co-founder of Resigoo, here with Danny Edie, founder and CEO of Miracy. This episode of Course Lab was produced by Cynthia Liam with support from Lucy Lance. Danny Eaney is our executive producer. Big thanks to Jill Cruz for taking the time to share her passion about her course. You can find out more about her at winweightloss.com. That's win, W-Y-N, weightloss.com. Don't forget to tune into Miracy's new podcast, Making It. In each episode, a successful entrepreneur will share what making it means to them and what they have learned along the way. So you don't miss the really great episodes coming up on Course Lab. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. So I pay the court.
1: If I may say, what what I charge? Is it okay if I please? Yeah, yeah,
0: no, no, absolutely. The more specifics, the better. You know, Um, some sometimes some some shows that like it's all euphemistic. It's like nobody needs to know. No, no, the the more detail, the better.
1: Okay.
3: All right. Are you ready? Wait. What's my cue? It's a behind the scenes kind of thing. Hello, and welcome to Just Between Coaches, the podcast that tackles difficult coaching conversations head on. I'm Melinda Cohen, and your host for this show. I also know that I'm listening when, again, my mind is relaxed. So I can almost sense
2: that I'm listening on multiple levels. That's a great frame. That's a, that's a really
1: great way to think about it.
0: Um, I think so, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because I think that something that is very dangerous is for people to think that being a great coach comes from having the credentials. One has nothing to do with the other.
3: So again, part of it is just, you know, either through questions or asking what they've tried, or sometimes it's, you know, the forest for the trees thing. My favorite part of having the hard conversation is... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so while I love what's on the other side, I think navigating through that conversation is my favorite part. Yeah, because we're not there necessarily as coaches to provide solutions. We're there to guide our people towards solutions.
1: And, And I don't know if it's, you know, societal
3: pressure or peer pressure, but we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. I want to help and support coaches so that they can evolve into their greatness. My desire for the show is if I could scoop up all of the coaches and bring them into my living room and bring up the topics that leave crinkles in our forehead so that we can fully understand what it means to show up in our greatness, fully confident so that we can build better businesses, so that we can be better coaches, so that we can make a lasting impact on this world collectively
1: and we want to rise to that level.
0: That being said, you do want to set yourself up and your clients up for success by making sure that there is clarity around their expectations and your expectations as to how you can help them.
1: People have to know a little
3: bit about what you offer. Otherwise, how do they know that they need what you can help them with in terms of that transformation? And I love having the conversations and navigating the topics that keep us at the forefront in a time with what I call the results revolution.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to start by saying that this is a really good problem to have, right? So if you have someone who's resisting your price, it means they're really interested in working with you.
0: The thing is, sometimes it becomes negative, it becomes toxic.
3: I've been in the coaching industry for almost 20 years now. And over these years, I have seen everything behind the scenes in our industry, everything that works, everything that doesn't work. I've seen the evolution of our industry and of what it means to be a coach. I just want to say to all the coaches out there, you know, matching who you are to the kind of coach that you want to be is just a practice. Do you want to add some parting words? No, I think you did great. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. This is Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, this is absolutely the tone, the feel, the everything. Okay, so I'm going to stop the recording Why are you stopping the recording? This is going to be fun. Oh my gosh. That's a wrap. That is going to be an amazing session.